everybody. It's Sam with Rowdy Alternative. Uh, tonight we have Jackson Foster of Silly Goose. How you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, Sam? Good, bro. Just hanging in there. You've been keeping yourself busy? Dude, we uh so we finished the the tour like a uh, a month or two ago. We got we got or like a month ago we got back and we've just been like writing and then I've been back at work. So trying to keep busy, make some make some money before we go back out type of thing. Yeah, man, I understand. Is that so so how I guess uh let's start at the beginning, I guess. Just for people who don't know about you guys, um He's of Silly Goose. Uh, it's a fantastic band. I just, uh, I recently discovered you guys. I've been a Limp Biscuit fan my whole life. Love new metal, all Sweet. that shit. <laughs> yeah. So, and I got recommended it to you by uh, uh, Nick, who runs Ray's Rowdy. He's the one who runs this whole operation. He's like, you got to check these dudes out. Get them on your podcast. I'm like, all right, hell yeah. And yeah, <laughs> it, it was definitely. You guys are unique. Uh, we'll get into it. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, if you want, let's just start out with like, how did you yourself just like get into playing music? Not even just like listening, so, but getting into playing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've listened to music like my whole life. Um, like I've, I always knew I wanted to be in a band. Um, and then like in high school, I tried, I, I like tried putting one together and, uh, I met, or I started off actually before high school, like I would go to like open mics and play the drums uh, for like other people, like singer songwriters. And I was really bad. Uh, and I didn't <laughs> realize that I was really bad at the drums. Um, so that was my first introduction to music. Yeah. And then when I, I got older and I got in high school, I kind of like went from drums to uh, trying to be a front man. Uh, and then, so I, I started jamming with different musicians in my high school and uh, I finally met uh, my drummer, Alan. Uh, him and I have been playing together for, for like six years now. I think, uh, I think I was like a sophomore and he was probably in like seventh grade or something. Okay. And so, yeah, so he's like three years younger than me. Um, and then so him and I have been playing together for like six years. And then we kind of just like found the rest of the band after that. Um, but yeah, kind of just like playing drums, uh, around town. And then I like, just was like, I want to be a front man. And that was kind of my introduction to playing music. Okay. So, um, what, I guess the next question would be what got you into new metal? Because you and I both know it, it, it was before my time when it was at its heyday. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was, I know you're younger than me. I'm pretty sure it was before yours too. So yeah. <laughs> what got you into that certain genre? Because it gets clowned on a lot. Yeah, and it I does. don't think it deserves it. <laughs> so so yeah, I'm 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 22, so it's definitely before my time. I'm trying to bring it back. We're trying to bring it back. Um yeah. But uh and it's 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 funny cuz like my mom kind of likes rock music. My mom likes some some heavier music, like hard rock, like Pearl Jam and like grunge and stuff. Um my dad doesn't like that. My dad probably listens to like, he listens to like Chris Stapleton, uh, which I like Chris mm -hmm. Stapleton, but yeah. uh, he listens to like calmer music and my mom doesn't listen to metal music either. So neither of them like rap rock or, or until now they like it because I've forced it down, I've forced <laughs> it into their life. <laughs> but uh, so I didn't have that growing up. 
No, dude, I just kind of, I stumbled upon Rage Against the Machine probably when I was in in middle school or like late elementary school, maybe like fourth or fifth grade. And they were my favorite band for years. Um, and then I found Limp Bizkit. And it was kind of funny because originally I didn't like Limp Bizkit because like Rage Against the Machine didn't like them. Um, right. Like I was like, oh, it's Limp Biscuit. But then I found out, and this is a bold statement, but I'm gonna make it. Then I found out Limp Biscuit was better than Rage Against the Machine. Is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, that became my new favorite band, like forever. What was yeah. the first album you heard by him? Um, first album I heard by Limp Biscuit was probably. Gold Cobra. Like I heard Break Stuff and and Rollin', but I think Gold Cobra came out in like 2012 and this was probably like 2014 or 15, so it wasn't too long after that. Um so yeah, that was the first Limp Bizkit album I heard and then and then later when I like really took a deep dive, I heard Significant Other and like Chocolate Starfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your original. I'm not sure if I answered your original question. You, what was your original question? I was, uh, you kind of did. Like, what got you into like new metal? Because, or like, how? I guess a better question would be like, did you get a lot of blowback from that? Because, like, Limp <laughs> Biscuit especially. Yeah, they get fucking shit on all the time, dude. I will say, in high school, when I was first trying to put together a band, and like. I also feel like I've I've honed my skills as as anyone does when they do something for a long time and they they get better at it. Um but I was like I was this kid who wanted to play like new metal and no one else really like understood my vision or liked liked <laughs> it and I wasn't yeah. very good at it at like it either. Like I wasn't I couldn't really scream and like I I I mean I I was not a good musician i still think i i have like room to grow but so yeah, the kids at the kids at school were like they did not it was hard to get people to play with me um and it yeah it wasn't until i found our, our drummer and then him and i have been like locked in for like for six for six or seven years now um but yeah it was tough <laughs> Yeah. So you you were talking about like at first you like couldn't scream and that's a kind of, that's a cool point because like, you know, and I'm, you know, I've always, you know, pretend to be Fred Durst in the car whenever like, you know, my generation comes on or like some shit like that. And it's like, I don't know how I, I can't scream. I'm not a singer by any means, but it's like, like, how do you train yourself to do that without going like your voice cracking? That's, I guess that might be kind yeah. of part of it. Right. So, okay, so this is not the right answer. Like, this isn't what a vocal coach would tell you. I'm the wrong person to ask. Uh, but I just kind of, like, tried everything. And I just, like, was like, okay, well, this hurts my voice. Like, this feels better. And then I just kind of, like, found a way to do it. That did, And I watch videos, like, on YouTube and stuff, too, about, like, vocal fry and how to do that. And yeah, it was just kind of finding, like trying stuff out and finding like what didn't hurt my voice and then practicing that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's tons of people who are way better screamers than I am. Um, so I don't know if I'm the, the person to ask, but that that's kind of how I, how I figured it out. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. So practice makes perfect and get on YouTube. That's, you know, that's what you got to do nowadays. For sure. 
Yeah. Uh, so I guess getting to uh, your band, how did you meet like the 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 group that you have now, the lineup? How did you meet the guys? How did it form together? You mentioned your drummer earlier, but what about the rest of them? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's been me and Alan for a minute, and then we kind of just like, if I'm being honest, like we've kind of went through different lineups of the band, um, and like it, it's hard to to find the right people, especially because we're like we're not like other bands we're different and there's like uh high expectations not that there's not high expectations to be in other bands but like we expect a lot and and we sound crazy and it's like a whole acquired taste um but the group of guys that we've got now are, are super cool i think it's the the tightest lineup we've ever had and my buddy ian is in the band and he's an amazing songwriter um ian and benny are on guitar and yeah we met benny like like three years ago now so he's been with us for a minute too um and then it's just kind of the four of us like in the world <laughs> we're trying to right on were they all into the uh the style that you play now or did you have to like give them some uh persuasion <laughs> you had to like say hey listen this is what i want to play guys I feel like as we made more music and especially like once we had music come out, it became easier to persuade people because mm. it was like people then understood the vision because there was like music out and they could hear it. Um, but no, not too much persuasion. Uh, I, I think like Benny's real into new metal and, and Deftones and, and so is Ian. Ian likes more like prog or, or like complicated stuff. And I have to like, yeah. tell them like ian like we got to make this simpler uh, but, but <laughs> no they, they both they both like new metal a lot um so i'd say i'd say for the most part we're all kind of on the same musical page all right good um when it comes to songwriting uh like lyricism is it you is it a group effort how does that all no, pan out yeah so so the songwriting um, yeah, I mean, someone will just kind of throw up, throw out a riff and then like, we'll, we'll say like, I like that, or I don't like that. And then we'll build a song around it. Um, I, I kind of like, I don't play guitar, so I am not the one writing the riffs, but I kind of like structure the song the way we want it. And then, yeah, all the, all the lyrics are me. Um, there's like, there's lines here and there that someone else like thought of. Um, I'd say started at first there's probably like two lines i didn't write but 99 okay. percent of it's me yeah well let's talk about uh the streets heard at first it's been out a while now uh last year right like summer yeah i i think i that sounds right i, I think so all right well, <laughs> well uh who, who's some of the uh personnel on that like when it comes to like producer or like where'd you record it so we recorded that at a studio called toast and jam um so we all we live here in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia, and that's a studio like here in the in the suburbs that my friend Dom, my friend Dom runs that. And then we had this guy in New Jersey, his name's Pete Zen. He mixed and mastered it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was really happy. I'm really, I was really happy with that at the time, and I'm I still am happy about it. And like, we wouldn't be where we are if it weren't for that record. But I'm. I'm pumped for the new music, dude. I'm pumped for the new music. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. So what, what, so 
were you happy with the like initial like reaction, the reception from it? Yeah, it was. Um, it, I mean, it was a slow growth from from that record because when that record came out, like we were known like locally, but then mm-hmm. it's it's really like the past year and a half that like we've kind of like we went viral on the internet and like we've went all, done all this different stuff. Um, so like when the songs first came out, there was a minute where like not much was happening, and it wasn't until like six months later that it got it got discovered. Um, but I feel like the, the reaction, the reaction was pretty, pretty good. It was definitely a step up from our, our EP before that. Yeah, no, that's great. But like, okay. So like when you, uh, you said things started happening after the record came out. So was there a moment where you're like, okay, the like shit's actually happening. Like we're like a certain moment in your mind. I, I think so. I think, I mean, we did the whole like following people around on the trailer thing. And then we, we, I'd say the first, the first moment I ever had like that was um, we played outside of incarceration, uh, which is a festival in Ohio. And the guy who owns the festival, who I didn't know who he was at the time. And now I know him well. um, But Danny Wimmer, the guy who, who runs the festival, like came out and like was, I think he was originally upset that we were playing in the parking lot. Uh, and then he, he put us on the festival the next day and then he put us on louder than life that year and that, and then he had like, he interviewed us and it was him, Matt Pinfield and Jose Mangan of Sirius XM. And that, after that day, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this was a big moment. Like this was, that was the first, that was the first moment where I was like, oh wow, something, something really big is happening. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that had to have felt like, like a one in a million chance. Like how, what? What would what that feel like when you're like step one minute you're playing in the parking lot and then you're taking the stage like what were you nervous like had to be <laughs> yes yeah we were nervous uh, <laughs> dude it was so awesome I'm so thankful for that that experience and that it worked out the way the way it did um, yeah I'm, I'm really thankful to Danny that that he did that still like I'll always feel like thankful for that. Um, but yeah, dude, it, I was nervous, but it 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 uh it went great. It was exactly what we wanted. Yeah, man, that's like a super unique story. Like when you, like years <laughs> down the line, like that's that's nuts. That's like some shit from like like there's that uh what's that movie like Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? It's like he get he's a fan. He gets pulled on the stage and becomes the lead singer. Like it's kind of like that. It's like dude, I, I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen that though. That's how that sounds like a. I'm gonna have to watch that. Dude, I recommend it. And Jennifer Aniston's in it, which is always good too. So yeah, definitely Sweet. watch that movie. But um, yeah, man. So like, when you uh, when uh, how was the crowd? Like, like you, like initially, were they like, "What the hell's this?" Or were they like immediately the crowd into it? In the parking lot or the crowd inside? Uh, either. Just like compare them. Well, the the crowd. Both were great. Both were great. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. there was obviously more people inside, uh, yeah. but in the parking lot, like we played like right where people come out of the festival and people dig it. I mean, we've played at this point, we've played like, you can count, but over definitely over a hundred or 200 street shows. Like we've played in so many parking lots and outside of so many venues. Um, that we're ready to not be doing it anymore. And so we've, we've kind of stopped, but 
yeah, the, sorry, your question, to answer your question, the crowd, people are always like confused at first. And then they, they, some people walk by because people just want to get home. But the, the people who stay are like really into it because they're, they're surprised with, with what's going on because you don't see yeah. it. So like, so after that, you said you went to play uh, Louder Than Life. Was this that same year? This was that same year. Yeah. So the playing, playing in the parking lot there was like the first playing in the parking lot at Inc was the first like big thing that happened. Cause we got ink and louder than life. And then we played it louder than life that year. And that was, that was insane. That was the biggest, I think the biggest crowd we've ever, ever played to. That was awesome. Um, and then after that, we like, we, did our whole street show tour where we followed around like highly suspect spirit box and uh bad flower. And we were like living in my truck. We don't even have a van. Uh, we're, we're, get, we're very close. We're very close. Um, but we were living in my truck for like three months. Um, and then when highly suspect brought us in and like had us open a couple of the shows, that was the next big moment. Like, Oh wow. Like, yeah now we're friends with howie suspects <laughs> yeah dude like that's crazy just one more thing about louder than life because because yeah. i i went to uh this past september so this this uh years and uh no you're right like it's it's gigantic and yeah. there's like i don't know how many stages there was probably like five six stages there and like very well ran credit to danny but um dude, he what, runs uh, his festivals so well like it, dude it, it's, it's so regimented I'm not, just, I'm not just saying that because i like him and because i'm thankful but like i've been to different festivals his festivals run the smoothest like it's it's seamless mm -hmm. but sorry continue what you were saying yeah no like when uh when you play when you guys did play louder than life um which stage by the way was it like you had like the two main ones at least this year there were two main ones that just played back to back and you had to like a second or a third one. And then like one behind that, I'm just trying to get a good like idea. Yeah. We were, we were on the baby stage uh, both years, but I, okay. I prefer, I prefer the baby stage though, because we played welcome to Rockville um, earlier this year, another one of his festivals. And we played on mm -hmm. the, on the main stage at, at 1230 in the afternoon. Uh, <sighs> and it was cool. It was, it was awesome. I mean, like any, any opportunity is great. And we had a good time. But the baby stage, like I had, okay, on the main stage, I've never played on a stage that huge before. And there's mm -hmm. like 20 feet between you and the crowd. And like, it feels so disconnected. And I like, I didn't realize that until in the moment. But the baby stage at Louder Than Life is the move, dude. It is the move yeah. because everyone's right there. And uh, it's rowdy. We yeah, we played that both years, and we will happily play the baby stage uh, next year if, if we can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, hey, let's talk about those uh, street shows because um, I've heard of pop-up shows before, but that's usually at a venue, like those surprise shows. I look up you dudes, and you're playing in a McDonald's at a gas station at a Bucky's. Uh, whose idea was that? What, what was the inspiration for that? <laughs> That that was my idea. Uh, I pretty much I had that idea for a long time, um, but I was I guess it it just kind of came from like I was getting really frustrated that we weren't getting like show opportunities in Atlanta, and like I was just like 
shortly after like starting a band and playing like local shows to a room of like 20 people or 30 people or, or five people, <laughs> like yeah. I, I quickly got sick of it. And I was like, well, fuck it. Like if we're not like, if we're playing the shows to no one and we're not getting these opportunities, we've got to do something different. And I was like, let's just go to where the, the people are type of thing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I had to convince the band to do that for a long time. Um, and then we did a few of them and it started working and then everyone was on board. <laughs> so like, did people like follow you guys, like fans? Did they like follow you guys? Okay. They're going to be playing at the BP down the street. Like how that, did the, there was <laughs> random people all the time showing up. Yeah. So, so, uh, because like we had the the three month street sorry this is like confusing because there's a lot of different events but like we had yeah. the three month long street show tour that we announced where we would be but we had already done like 50 at that point and we usually like don't announce where we're gonna be so it's just whoever's like coming out of the venue but yeah when we announced it uh for that that tour people started like showing up in the street who didn't go to the show inside and it was oh, so wow. weird. It was like, dude, you drove like 30, 40 minutes to come see us play two songs in the in the street. <laughs> like, that, <laughs> and then I started feeling guilty because we only play like three songs because people, when they leave the venue, they're ready to go home. Um, yeah. And then I was like, man, like these people are driving out here to see us in the street and we're giving them like three songs. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was cool that like people were driving out for that. And I had no idea who they were type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome what what about like uh the the popo man like surely you guys had to have interaction with that yeah i've had my fair amount of uh of run-ins or, or we have um actually i've never been arrested yet um surprisingly uh, well, are you breaking have, any laws no i mean like it just feels like you are because like we're, <laughs> yeah. you're it just feels like you're breaking a lot of rules but um yeah, I guess you we're just playing music in the street. So they usually come and they, they freak out and they give us a hard time. And the one time actually in the out of the picture music video, uh, I got detained and the guy put me in, in the cop put me in handcuffs. Um, so that was the closest I've been to going to jail. But that was because we played at that venue like five times and he told us every time not to come back. And I just kept <laughs> ignoring him. And so so that's why that happened. Um, yeah, if it's not the police, then it's like the venue freaking out, um, and stuff like that. But we try to like avoid that because then we can sell our t-shirts in the street, like mm -hmm. after, and that's how we like get to the next city. Cause no one's paying us to, to play in right. the street. So, so the t-shirt sales is what like fueled. Right. I mean, it has to, uh, is, uh. I saw, uh, I was going through guys' TikTok and I saw some dude like cratch you in the face in one of them or something like yeah, that. Dude. Like, like, do you not get tired of that shit? <laughs> no. Okay. That was at, uh, I remember it perfectly. That was at XL Live in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And um, I, yeah, I'm not fond of that venue. Uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he like hit me in the face and then our our we had someone there like filming and she filmed she started filming like the second after it happened and I was like so upset that we we didn't get it. 
But uh, yeah, he he punched me because we were there. Uh, he didn't like that. <laughs> but we were on a public road, dude. We, they were trying to yeah. say it was private property, but there was power lines on the street, and there was like a street name. Like it was not the venue. We weren't trespassing. And the dude punched me in the face. And then after that happened, the the security guards like they all like came away, and then they changed their whole vibe. Like they were like then trying to do like damage control. Um, yeah. I don't know. He w- he wasn't very good at punching because it it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, good man. But uh, w- like, did they give you like when it comes to the venue security? Like, yeah, like if you're on a public street, like, do they give you a reason like why you can't be there? That that's like you get street performers. Like, I'm I'm near Cincinnati. <laughs> you get these people banging on buckets. It's like they don't fucking go punch these people. It's like, yeah, what's the well, difference? To be fair. A trailer with a stage, like a stage trailer in the middle of the street is, is a little different, but, but I don't know. Yeah. They just like, they, they get upset. They come talk to us and they're just like, you can't be here doing this because it's blocking the flow of people coming out of the venue, blah, blah, blah. And then they call, then they call the police. Um, and then we try and leave after they talk to us, but before the police arrive is our like goal. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wise decision, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, I'm just curious, like, do you have like a videographer who follows you guys around doing this or is it like you do you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, every, every tour or like trip that we do is different. It's just, but I have like, we have a few different people that we work with and like the main, the main goal is just like social media content and like documenting everything. Um, Cause like, that's i mean that's kind of the that's the reason why we're doing all this like we're doing we did all those street shows yes for the people in the street and like we have a lot of new fans because of that but also like when you put it on the internet and it goes viral that i mean then you have like people from the internet too so definitely we always try and have uh, a person on the road with us for sure yeah (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that in a bit but uh about the uh so you guys are playing venues now though like like you you guys are doing venue shows too right yeah yeah, dude. Okay, we're, so, we're we're trying to get away from the the street shows at this point. <laughs> oh, so you're moving on. Yeah, I mean, like we'll do it here and there. I mean, it's fun and it's like our roots, like it's it's how people know us, type of thing. But yeah, I mean, the goal of that was just to get our name out there, and now our name is out there. So, and now we have like a booking agent and everything. So yeah, dude, we're we're trying to trying to play venues. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. But like, do you um. And I'm not – some people could take this the wrong way, and I don't mean mm. it the wrong way. But, like, I've heard – like, the word gimmick gets thrown around. Mm. Do you got <laughs> – excuse me. Do you guys, uh, like, take it as a gimmick? Or is it – that's just you guys, like, rocking no, out. That's your dude, thing. I'm so glad that you weren't scared to ask that because I could see yeah. how someone could take that the wrong way. I'm very glad you asked that because uh, that is, like, a, a, a fear, like, that we have sometimes. And But it, at the end of the day, I mean – that's like our story that's that's how people know us that's where we came from and i think because of what silly goose is in the way the name of our band the way we sound yeah. and and what we do like how we carry like carry our band i think there's going to be people who respect us right away and and love it and then there's going to be people who who hate it and like think yeah. it's a gimmick and they and they yeah it, it's and I, I see that already. Like I, I, we're, 
pretty polarizing. I feel like we're polarizing where like you either love well, us or you hate us. getting punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way though, because that's like whether people love us or hate us, you, you hear the name, you don't forget the name. And then the shit we're doing, like that's people talk about it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and I, I feel like the, the street shows and the, like the stuff we do, like TikTok videos and everything goes with the, the name and the aesthetic. And no, I'm, I'm not worried about being a, a gimmick at all. Like at the end of the day, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We're here to have yeah. fun. And, um, and if, and if people think it's a, a gimmick, uh, or like, we don't need them. <laughs> right. And yeah, no, like you're right about that. Cause like I, I keep mentioning them, but like Limp Biscuit. I mean, you take one look at them. A lot of people say, okay, that's just, that's a bit, that's a gimmick. And right. to some, I don't think, I think the right words, like you said, they're self-aware. They're, they don't take themselves too seriously and they make good music. Like if you do both of those simultaneously, then you're killing right. it and people are going to listen anyway. For sure. And I, I think it would be different if like, I mean, because some of the lyrics I write are crazy too. And like when I write, I mean, we have songs here and there that are serious and like, I'm sure as time goes on, our, our sound will, will evolve. But like right now, like I'm a, a dude in his early twenties who likes to write crazy lyrics who like, I I'm, when I'm writing the lyrics, I'm like trying to make myself laugh. And then yeah. whatever I, I think is funny is what winds up in the song. So I think it would be different if we had like crazy lyrics and then I was like, like was taking it seriously, but it's like anyone could ask me about a lyric and then I would just start laughing. Like, I don't, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but that's a, no, that's a good outlook to have on it. I mean, it's clear as day when you listen, when you listen to like, uh, like the streets heard at first, ain't the last track. Isn't it like your mom rapping on it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How that? That's how did it. you convince her to do that, <laughs> dude? I'm so happy that she did that and that it worked out the way it did. She had this rap, that rap that she's rapping. She like already had that written, and she, my mom, doesn't rap. <laughs> my mom, my mom is like a an an older woman who's like a, a teacher at a at a school and is and is pretty. Um, she's not a rapper, <laughs> but, uh, she had that rap about groceries that she wrote. And I was like, mom, like you need to come do this on a, on a, on a song. And, um, it didn't take much convincing. My mom's pretty cool. She was, she was down, uh, right away pretty much. That's awesome. It's funny. Cause like when I first listened to that, uh, album, I like put my phone like over here and I had like my, uh, headphones on. So I wasn't really looking at it. And I thought your guy, I thought the record ended and then like yeah. shuffle came on or some shit. You thought it was something like, new. Yeah. And I'm like, this is kind of fire. Like, I, I'm like, this ain't bad. <laughs> and then I look over and it says, it's, it's literally called like, is it like Jackson's mom rapping or something like that? Jackson's mom, Jackson's mom's rap slash outro. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. That's a perfect ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I'll, um, I'll pass that along to her as well. That that uh, yeah. <laughs> dude, she gets she comes to the shows, like the ones in Atlanta, and like she's got her own group of fans, like who, <laughs> who people people who have figured out that it's my mom, and they're like like uh, Jackson's mom, Jackson's mom. Uh, 
so but yeah she she's awesome and i love her and she's super supportive of everything that i do and uh yeah her rap is fire <laughs> yeah it is fire you ought to bring her on stage once see if Dude, she can we have we do that, that at the atlanta oh, really? shows yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll have to send That's you perfect. a video of it oh i would love it um so about the so let's i, I wanted to ask about the venue shows what's the uh what capacity are you guys at right now? I just want to see where you guys are at when it comes yeah, to venues. So this was our this last run we did was our first like real tour. It was us and Post Profit, and it was a co headline. Um, and we were playing like 300, 300 cap rooms. Um, I was really like pleasantly surprised um, with the way it went because I mean from my perspective like if we had done it like a year or two ago, no one would have showed up and like this run, like, yeah, we didn't sell out any, any venues or anything like that, but it, it's our first run. And there was like a hundred, 150 people each night who I had no idea who they were and they knew the words to the songs. So yeah, like small, pretty small rooms. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it for, for where we're at right now. Well, yeah. I mean, I I saw videos of those too, and they look just crazy as shit. So you're, yeah, you're like people on each other's shoulders running around playing guitar. It's like, yeah, it's, that's it, what it's our about. Shows, our shows are very much like a a free for all. Like, I mean, within reason, but I yeah. not too much reason though. <laughs> I I encourage people to to push each other as hard as they can and do whatever they want. Um, it, uh, and just like go crazy and jump off of things and i mean that's the whole like that's what's fun for me and i'm constantly like running off the stage and jumping on top of people uh yeah <laughs> to, to crowd serve um so yeah that that's just like the vibe of our shows is like if, if you know us you're gonna have a great time but if you don't know us you're also gonna have a great time because we're gonna yeah we're gonna get you moving and we're gonna have a good time well have you ever had any like run-ins with uh, pe- workers in the venue, or are they a little <laughs> bit more understanding? <laughs> they're no, they're cool. I mean, and our booking agents do a very good job of like booking us at the right venues that are going to be tolerant. Um, of of all that, I do think maybe in the future when we get bigger, um, I could I could see it getting out of control. Like I saw, <laughs> I don't know if you know Drain. Um, yeah, but I saw. Yeah, I saw them in at the masquerade in atlanta in like it's like a 700 cap room um and like they were trying to get <laughs> they were trying to he the he came on stage and the first thing he's like yelling is like someone jump off the fucking balcony and pointing <laughs> up to the balcony and yeah that they like came on stage and told him like to like calm everyone down uh but that's my goal dude if that yeah. happens if the venue has to come on stage to like tell me to chill everyone out then i know i'm doing my job right like the goal Woodstock is 99 yeah dude the, well well <laughs> Not i don't want <laughs> yeah but the goal is to to cause a problem and make sure that no one no one is hurt and that uh no one is no one's being weird or or anything like that um but but other than that there's no rules go go crazy yeah, that's how it should be, man. And it's cool seeing like a young artist like you bringing that back. Um, 
because you don't see that much anymore. Like, there's you. good rock. There's good modern rock bands. Don't get me wrong, but you don't see like Greta Van Fleet telling everybody to like like race some hell. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a bit. They're a bit different, but bit but, different. But thank you. I, I I hear what you're saying though. Thank you. I think I think like I feel like um, there's a and I'm not putting down any other bands because there's like a lot of bands out that I think are amazing and, and super cool. But I think I'm going to word this carefully. I think there's like a formula that everyone follows now. And like the songs have to be about this or like, you can't say anything too crazy um, or someone's going to, going to get offended. Um, which, which is like, I don't worry about that too much, but like, you can't say certain things and then you also like everyone's merch looks the same like they're all going to the same merch designer they're all like everyone's snare drum on their song is like the same sampled snare drum or like i don't know the goal of the whole thing of silly goose is just to like not follow any like formula and just like be different like our our merch our artwork and and everything we do is to stand out and be like the band that's different is the, is the goal. Yeah. So I guess going off that, uh, what do you obviously like, aside from the obvious, like just how you guys sound and your style, what do you guys do like to make it different? Like, are there certain things that you are always like, all right, this is what we got to do this show, or this is the merch design I want to go with. Like, are there certain thing avenues that you guys take? For sure. I mean, as far as like the the merchandise and like artwork and stuff, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really picky in particular with the artists that we we work with, uh, and I kind of wish I wasn't because it takes me forever to find an artist that that I like. <laughs> um, but then the main thing, I mean, yeah, it's kind of just like the the lyrics and stuff. Like my goal is never to to hurt anyone's feelings or like be uh, offensive. Like I'm we we're silly goose and we love everybody and we're accepting yeah. of, of everyone. But like, I'm just trying to write stuff that I think is funny. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm. if it, if it offends you, I'm, I'm sorry. type of thing. Like we're all yeah. here just like time. And I think content of what I'm saying uh, is or like the lyricism is, is a lot of it. And then, yeah, I just feel like a lot of bands have the same like production style right now. And I'm, trying to like i'm trying to have the 90s new metal like snare drum crack and like yeah. like my like when you listen to my own summer by the deftones and like mm-hmm. the, and like the snare is like yeah. really pingy that's like, like production things that that i'm really like adamant about that i i don't see other bands doing so did it take you a while to find a producer then yeah um so yeah, Pete, our friend Pete did the street started first and I think he did a great job. And then um Rap Rock Jesus and then the new music that we're um that we're gonna have coming out is uh the guy who mixed it, his name is Jason. Uh he's he's in a band called Belmont. Um, which is funny because Belmont sounds way different than Silly Goose. Um, but uh, <laughs> he's a he's a super nice guy, and yeah, so he's the one who mixed Rap Rock Jesus and is mixing the new songs. Hell yeah! So with your new music, is, is there a like a different a uh, different like avenue you guys are wanting to go with it, or like what what are you what are you trying to get to? 
and your new with it's your new tr- music. It's like similar. I I think it's like streets heard it first, but better. Mm-hmm. I, I, like the streets heard it first. I think when we were recording that, I had just gotten out of high school, and I feel like we've in even in the past few years, like we've gotten way better, and like we've yeah, it's just like. So what am I trying to say? The new music. It's yeah, it's similar. It's like the streets are at first, but better. And then there's there's some more singing on these songs too. Like there's a lot of rapping in the verses, and the, but there's a lot of singing in the choruses. And um, majority of the songs have singing. I've been pushing myself to like do that, do that more in these new songs. But it's the songs still go hard. Like they want, it, yeah. they're gonna make you want to push somebody. Yeah. So with the, and I I know what you mean when there's more singing and everything. Like I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Is that something like? Have you always been a singer? Like obviously you rap. No. The, the rap rock <laughs> thing. Is that something you had to work on? For sure, and it's something I am still working on. Um, <laughs> I I um, yeah, I'd say rapping and screaming comes uh most easy to me or easiest to me. I've I've found recently that I do have a good singing voice and that it's just mm-hmm. like figuring out how to use it um, and stuff. So I'm, I've been taking like like a ton of voice lessons and everything. Um, but yeah, the, I, I'm really thankful to the band, um, the rest of the band, because they pushed me outside of my comfort zone with these new songs. And I did stuff that I didn't know I could do. Uh, the songs are definitely like a lot technically harder than the than the streets are diverse too like there's more there's more going on the song structures are different um somewhat some of them are still like first chorus first chorus um yeah because it's it's new metal and it it's never too complicated <laughs> but right um the band pushed me outside of my comfort zone and i'm very thankful that they did uh because i got to i got to sing and find out some cool things about what i'm capable of that i didn't even know i could do so yeah, definitely a, a a a similar sound in a bit of a, a a new direction. Right on. You guys have any uh any calls from any labels or anything like that? Um, we had some earlier this year. We got we got two different offers this year. Uh, we turned both of them down. Uh, <laughs> I I um, I'm not very interested in a label. Like I know we're we'll we'll sign at some point, and it's not that I. I don't want to sign, but I just don't want to sign something stupid just for the sake of, yeah. of signing. And like this tour that we did also kind of like solidified it for me. Cause it's like, there's no label, there's no boss other than ourselves. And we were a ton of people came out to see us in every city and paid money and we made money and like, we're growing. And then, and so it's like, if we did that on our own, like it, it's like, if the right offer comes along, like we're, of course we're gonna do it but i'm not i'm not in any rush we had we had two different label offers this year and we turned both them down yeah and and there's nothing wrong with that i mean if you look at half the the successful bands nowadays a lot of them are independent um yeah yeah and a lot and like there's no rush either like completely different uh genre but brooks and dunn the country duo i don't Mm -hmm. think they even like started playing until their mid-30s I could be wrong. Don't fact check me on that. But I, that's what I heard. And if not them, I'm sure someone has done that before. So there's no rush. And you guys are young. Like, it, you're still discovering what you want to do. So there's no rush at all. Right, right. And um, 
Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, I'm the way I see it. I'm in my early twenties, and uh, I'm just having fun. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, and but we're we are going to conquer the world, though. That is that is on the list, and we're going to get to every country and every city, uh, with or without a label. And um, like, if it, if if we get a label deal tomorrow, cool. If if uh, we don't, then I'm I'm just having fun. I do think. I do think it would help with, with touring and stuff though. Um, Cause it's all, I'm learning everybody is friends with everybody in this small little group. And the, 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 if you're on a label, get a tour more easily is that's the one thing I'm like, that, that would make it easier. <laughs> yeah. So, so now like at this current point, what's your touring looking like? Like uh, how many, how many dates, how many different uh, areas are you going to? Yeah, so we have, um, I mean, we, we had the tour with Post Profit to kind of wrap up the year. And then we've got a tour, like we've got stuff for next year, but it's not announced yet. So I can't, I can't like talk about it. Um, but a mm-hmm. band that I really like um, is taking us out uh, in the Midwest. And I'm so excited for that. That's going to be announced in January. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then we're playing we're playing a music festival in Dallas uh in the summer. Uh but I can't I can't name any anything until if this if we were in January I could, but I can't now. <laughs> no sweat, man, no sweat. You're good. Um but uh so let's talk about uh TikTok, because obviously mm-hmm. y'all are popping off on there. Um do you attribute that to a like a big part of the success you guys have gotten? Yeah, I mean I think it's it's probably like the internet like TikTok and Instagram and the internet as a whole is probably like a third of of like the people who know us uh is from that. Um I never wanted to be like just the another band on TikTok uh and that's kind of mm-hmm. why we did the street shows too. Um but I have learned TikTok does help. <laughs> TikTok totally helps and I was avoiding it for a long time. Um, but it, it helps. And like, it's fun to have a video go viral. Uh, cause yeah. and, I'm, and like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, but yeah, TikTok's cool. Yeah. I know. Uh, believe me, man. Like I, I start, I tried to stay away from it for the longest time. And then, you know, you get a certain amount of cat videos in you and like, you just got to keep watching. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the tick like TikTok and Instagram Reels kind of elevated what we were already doing. I mean, because we there's the Subway video, of course, that a ton of people have seen, um, and like the fast food ones. But then a lot of like the Bucky's video, uh, that was just like a trailer show that that we filmed. Um, and then so a lot of it's like stuff that we do while we're on the road doing trailer shows. And so I think it all goes back to like us playing in the street, kind of because none of the TikTok videos would have happened if we weren't like already together out on the road type of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, the goal for uh, 2024 is kind of like really do a lot more TikTok and Instagram reels and keep doing crazy shit. Not just like boring, boring content, but like I, I want it to be like whenever Silly Goose posts something, people don't know what we're, what they're about to see um, is, is the goal. I mean, hell, I mean, that's how it is now for me, at least. At least as, like, a relatively new fan. It's like I was scrolling. I'm like, where are they going to be next? All right, McDonald's. 
All right, yeah. Waffle House. It's like <laughs> yeah. conquering the fast food chains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're going to do some more of the fast food ones too because like it, we're, yes, we're like some people know us as the fast food band, but also like <laughs> 10, 10 million views. Uh, I'm not complaining. You can know us for, for whatever. If, if you if that's how you found out about us and you're listening to the music now, cool. Like, so, yeah. so yeah, we'll definitely do some more fast food restaurants in, in uh, this coming year. Yeah, okay, so now I'm wondering, how do you get into a fast food restaurant <laughs> and play a lot, like a full band, like, set? <laughs> Dude, just chill employees. Uh, like, you just gotta, the the employees at the right store, like, the Subway video, it was just, like, two teenagers working there who didn't. <laughs> care uh and the one dude didn't care if he if he got fired he was like oh i just got this job two days ago and like yeah so so they they let us they let us play and then waffle house we drove to like three different waffle houses and then one of them let us do it um yeah just asking the employees but it would be it would be pretty hard to sneak in there (laughs) yeah so what's your pitch like what you say hey we're silly goose. We're going to play a few songs. Like, what do you say? Yeah, I'm just like, I kind of tell them what we're trying to do. I don't tell them like how crazy we're going to go, but I'm like, we're <laughs> going to bring in a ton of equipment in here and we're going to play um, and for a TikTok. Like, so we can like try and go viral. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's, it sounds lame when I ask them. Um, and, like, sometimes they'll say yes or they'll say no. And then I'll try and like convince them with money at that point. Um, and then, like, I think Mc- the McDonald's, we paid, like, $100 to do it. Um, but, yeah, we just, we just like, I just tell them what we're going to do and, and uh, see if they let us. I mean, I mean, hell, that's dedication, man. I got to, <laughs> I got to pat you on the back for that. That's <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, but, hey, Jackson, thanks so much for hopping on. This was great. I- I've been yeah, wanting to talk to you guys me. for a while. And, uh, I guess before we head out of here, um, is there any like up i know you're keeping it kind of closed lipped right now with it being yeah you're gonna announce it next month or whatever like any uh upcoming music or shows anything you want to plug the so the tours i can't really i can't talk about but the music yeah we've got got a new song called king of the hill that is coming out uh in january and then um after that some singles are going to start dropping and then we're going to have an ep out before the summertime um, and I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. Um, please, like everyone watching this, go like pre-save or it's not, there's no link yet, but just be on the lookout. And um, yeah, we got new music coming. We're going to have some cool tours um, to everyone watching this. Uh, we're Silly Goose ATL on Instagram. Go listen to our music. And I got to say, Sam, that is the coolest t-shirt in, that ever. Dude. And I've been waiting to say that. Bro, I just got it today. I uh, for those listening, it says the greatest halftime show ever, Creed, and it has Scott Stapp, our Lord and Savior, after Fred Durst on it. And <laughs> it has yeah, I I pre I I got the pre sale on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, this thing's gonna sell out, and sure as shit, it sold out. So I'm glad I got it. So if you want Dude. one, Jackson, you might have to hop on eBay. Yeah. I was gonna did you did you watch uh Jack Harlow's halftime? Dude, it was terrible. <laughs> it was yeah, you... <laughs> it was interesting. It I I don't think it was his fault. 
But it yeah. was like there was just no. There, it seemed like there was no money behind it, or I, I don't know what happened. But I also think just live bands are just just better than just one person. Um, but I'll, absolutely, I'll stop it was. No, hey, go ahead because like I was about to say because <laughs> it was awkward as hell because you had like dude in the back come out behind him remember that like <laughs> yeah. he came out and then a dude in the back i thought he was gonna hype him up you know like flavor flavor or something would do but he just comes I, I out met- and starts swaying back and forth <laughs> i met that guy actually i met him um at oh. louder than life um and he, he was a nice dude nice dude um but I'm sure he, he was is. Fa- I don't know how he was there i guess because louder than life's in louisville and jack harlow's mm-hmm. from from louisville kentucky um, but yeah, he was like back in the artist VIP area, uh, or like catering or whatever. Uh, but he wasn't playing. So I don't, I don't know how he got there, but, uh, <laughs> I, I met him and I didn't know who he was. And, uh, my, uh, my friend was like freaking out and uh, that, that he was there. And I was like, who, who is this guy? Um, but I, I met him. He was cool, dude. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> right on. But yeah, it's just. It's kind of, and then you have Dolly on the other game. You have Dolly come out and just kill it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, live bands, I'll, I'll down that hill too. Live bands, Dude, I, I think, are better too. I hadn't seen uh, Creed's halftime performance until the Jack Harlow performance. And everyone was talking about how Creed's is better. And then I went and watched it. So I watched it for the first time like a month ago. Dude, Creed's halftime show, there's people like flying through the air. And, and Acrobats. Dude, he sounded so good. His voice was so amazing. And just the whole energy in the stadium. Dude, yeah. It was heavenly. That was a good one. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But, uh, dude, Jackson, thank you so much. Uh, everyone, go uh, follow uh, Silly Goose on all your socials. Uh, get them on Spotify, Apple Music. Buy their music. Buy their merch. Go catch a street show if you if you live by a subway or a Waffle House. I'm sure they'll be there. Uh, also, uh, follow Ray's Rowdy and Rowdy Alternative on Instagram, all the socials. Visit our website, Rowdy, uh, RaysRowdy.com. And everyone, thanks for listening. We'll see you. Sam, thank you so much. <laughs>